0: Hello and welcome to episode 140 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today is Monday, December the 5th, which by the way, I think is my original wedding anniversary for my first marriage. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a nice little tidbit. The year of our Lord, 2016. Spoiler alert on the other voice, by the way. I am Jeremy (laughs) Holmes. I am joined by my delightful, lovely partner in life and in love, but a different kind of love and in crime. Jeremy Henson, everybody.
1: (laughs) What do you get for your previous wedding anniversary? Is it like uh, (laughs) ceramic or... (laughs)
0: Do you want to know what's really awkward, though? Uh, So I haven't seen my now ex-wife for quite some time. But last time I did see her was on what would have been our wedding anniversary. Um, It was probably... Man, so it would have been... I think this would be 12 years. Wow. 13 years or something. Okay. It it would have been a while. Um, But uh, so it was probably our... Would have been our seventh or eighth. It was a couple of years after we had separated, um, and I hadn't seen her in a while. But I was doing some work for a friend who owned a, a company who had hired my ex-wife to work the front desk, and I didn't know. And so I walked into the office to pick up some paperwork from my friend, and he goes, <laughs> uh, yeah. and I and I saw my ex-wife, and for <laughs> some reason, I have no idea why I saw her, and the the first thing that came out of my mouth was. Oh, happy anniversary.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Did she know you were coming in?
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think either one of us did. So
1: you were both just completely surprised by one another. (laughs) Yeah. And your witty greeting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, at the time, was actually already seeing Christy, uh, my now wife, who was in the car. Um, Oh, no. And my ex wife goes, Hey, um, do you want to like go get some coffee or something after this? And I was uh, like, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, I really, <laughs> I don't. And um, and she goes, Oh, I said, yeah, I have plans. She goes, Oh, with a girl. And I was like, what? maybe what? <laughs> what? I was like, are you really asking me this? Like, I didn't even know what to say. Wow. I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, it's so weird. <laughs>
1: anyway. Yeah, you shouldn't have led with the happy anniversary. <laughs> I think that snapped her back into it. I where guess so. She became the jealous wife again.
0: I guess so, yeah. Haven't haven't heard from her since, oddly By enough. By the
1: way, the 13th anniversary is lace, just so you know. Oh, okay, all right. Well. So if, have... you, if you happen to walk into a random office <laughs> and she is working the front desk, yeah. it, it wouldn't hurt to have some lace, yeah. maybe some ladies' panties in your pocket to pull out and give to her.
0: Well, I mean, more than my usual pair. <laughs> more <laughs> than the usual pair that I have in there.
1: You have to take take off the woman's underwear that you're wearing <laughs> and give it to her.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was uh not how I expected to open the show, but uh <laughs> but here we are, Jeremy. For some reason, every time, every time you're on the show, it goes
1: goes blue real quick. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I told myself I wasn't going to talk about pornography this time, though. So, hey, we're still good. Yeah, we're uh, 5 minutes in and <laughs> no
0: no porn so far. It's a new record. Yeah, we did it. We did it guys. Mission accomplished. All uh, right. So so as always, we are here to talk about the things that we're nerding out about. I got something, you got something. Mm-hmm. Um
1: before we get into that though, um I, how was uh how was your Thanksgiving? Oh. Yes, it is that time of year. It was it was awesome. Uh I didn't hang out with my side of the family this year, which uh, is a tradition we started last year. <laughs> uh, I, I hung out with my uh, my wife's family. We took care of the turkey and the stuffing, and uh, other members of the family took care of other various items, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, Popped the pop the wine open around uh, one p.m. and uh, continued throughout the evening with wine, beer, bourbon, turkey. Apple pie. It was, it's my kind of Thanksgiving. It was awesome. How about
0: yours? Bur- bourbon infused turkey and turkey infused bourbon.
1: Oh, turkey infused bourbon is my favorite.
0: <laughs> I would, I would probably eat that. Um, <laughs> uh, mine was okay. Mine was actually good. I, uh, I had a kind of a unique Thanksgiving myself. We, um, uh, so we have a friend that works for an organization called the Northwest News Network, and she, um, employs a number of reporters that sell, uh, create radio pieces and they get farmed out to local NPR affiliates or public radio affiliates that want to pick up news stories. And the night of the election, we were talking, I was talking with my friend and I was like, Oh my gosh, can you imagine what the holidays are going to be like? Because I mean, Uh. I was just scanning through Facebook and, and looking at all of the insane conflict and obviously very strong opinions on both sides of the thing. And, I was talking to my friend and I was like, you know, Hey, this is, uh, this is going to be a crazy holiday season. And she was like, yeah, we're actually going to do a story about this. And so in the process of putting together this story, they put a call on Facebook, you know, are you having conflict or are you having challenges in your holiday plans because of the election? We'd like to Mm -hmm. talk to you. And they, they ended up talking to a ton of people None of the people were actually willing to go on the record <laughs>
1: with anything. That's so weird. Why wouldn't? It, why would you agree to be interviewed by a radio station? In essence, yeah, and then not agree to have it air. I just don't. I don't understand that. Well,
0: I think that people, I, you know, people maybe think that they can just put you know, just say their name or kind of keep it anonymous or mm-hmm. not say their full name or whatever. But I think because of. Um, you know, for journalistic integrity reasons, they uh want to make sure that everybody is on the up and up and they need to follow through and check on things and so um, yeah, for that makes sense. You know, and obviously they also didn't tell me why these people didn't want to share because it was yeah. a private reason that they were choosing sure. not to share. And so um
1: I suppose that's right.
0: That would be my guess anyway. And actually after the aftermath of what happened with me, I can understand why some people did it. But um Ooh, a- a- do tell. Apparently one of these people that they talked to Knew me and my wife, and knew that you know we kind of have an interesting family dynamic. I was raised evangelical Christian and have kind of since departed from from my involvement in the church at large. Um, my family is still very evangelical Christian. My sister is involved with the church, but also very liberal. Um, mm-hmm. My wife was never in you know she grew up Catholic, but like not practicing Catholic, I guess. Like she was baptized yeah. Catholic, but she has always just never really been involved in church or anything like that. So there's a lot going on there with all of our families. And, uh, um, yeah. and so somebody recommended that they reach out to us. So they reached out to us and the reporter ended up interviewing me, Christy, my wife, um, my sister and my mom. Um, and my mom at the last minute decided to decided to back out, um, for whatever reason yeah. And so they, so she actually called the reporter after her interview and said, I'm not comfortable, you know, I, I'm, I'm not giving you my permission to edit this stuff or to, to put it out mm. there because they had already recorded it and she had already given them permission. They actually didn't need to, they could have just done it anyway. But right. um, I know the person that edited the story and was kind of behind the scenes working on it. And as she mm. said, they like to sleep at night. So they have, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have a, a code of ethics that they adhere to that might be different than what the legal requirements are. Um, Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. And, and, and so they didn't run um, my mom's interview, but um, they put together a story with just me and my sister um, because me and Christy had decided, you know, basically the night of the election, we got in a car accident. Um, Stuff had already been crazy. This is the busy season for my work. Mm. Stuff with my family can already be kind of challenging because it's just a weird dynamic sometimes because of our differing ideologies. And um, yeah and so my um uh we had just made the decision that we weren't gonna do anything. We were just gonna stay home for the holidays um or for Thanksgiving. My sister was actually hosting the dinner that we were invited to that my parents were going to, and my sister made the choice you know she kind of felt the same way. it's a high pressure situation or kind of stressful and definitely mm-hmm. anxiety producing and so she decided to but she felt that it was best to do it because it's really important to her to. Work on these relationships, even though we have maybe differing worldviews or whatever, and right. we want everybody to, we want everybody to be able to get along and whatever.
1: Um, and, yeah, and and to be fair, you are a little farther removed uh, spiritually than she is mm-hmm. too, so I can see why. i she, there isn't as big of a rift between. Yeah. Yeah, well, and your yeah, and
0: I will say my like my exit from the church was it was kind of a slow burn, but I was still very involved in church, just maybe not the particular flavor of Christianity that my parents were. Oh. Um, but my departure from church in general happened really quick because my my marriage exploded in a really dramatic way and I sort of lost that whole community that I was a part of. Um, right. Right. And so it was very much ripping the bandaid off for me. <laughs> One day I was in and then literally the next day I was out. Um, right. As opposed to I my, mean, my sister who's still kind of immersed in that culture and, you know, and she also yes. likes it and identifies with a lot of it and, and is yes. choosing to
1: be there. Um, and there's not the pain for her that 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 you have, yeah, like yeah. Uh, associated with that. So she can have a conversation with her parents about religion without it going south. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Compared to you, who you know, if religion is brought up, eh, it can be painful. So yeah. I can see why she's still hanging on to it. Yeah. So, you know, and willing to do Thanksgiving, the
0: the focus of the story was really just one family, two different approaches to dealing with it. They did a little radio piece. They played excerpts from me, excerpts from my sister. They put it out there. It's like a it's less than four minutes long. It's like three and a half minutes. I'll link to it in the show notes if anybody wants to listen to it. Um, I
1: listened. It's good. It's a good piece.
0: And it got picked up by, you know, a bunch of local public radio affiliates here in Seattle or in the Washington area, Oregon, Idaho, all the areas that are served by this Northwest news network. That's and, cool.
1: Did you um, hear yourself on the radio?
0: I didn't. Cause I never listened to the radio, but ah. I did have people reach out to me that told me that they heard me on the radio. That's cool. So our friend, our friend that edited the story, um, I don't know why I'm just saying our friend. I can say her name. Her name is Phyllis Fletcher. <laughs> she, has, <laughs> she is the, the head honcho over at the Northwest news network. And she put together this wonderful story with a reporter named Anna King they they put together the story and um our friend Phyllis put it on her Facebook and tagged me and my sister because we're all friends on Facebook mm-hmm. um because our our thought was we said things that were very respectful about my my parents both me and my sister said we love our parents this is yeah. hard we're just trying to figure out how to navigate it You know, for me, I was like, it's just you know, very obviously too clear or too too early for us. Christy just wanted a day off. We're just going to take it easy. Um, We literally had something planned with them that following Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, But anyway, so it it got out there on Facebook. My dad commented on the Facebook post on (laughs) the reporter's page who had posted it and was like, "Why am I finding out about this online? Because apparently my mom had not told him."
1: Oh, about any of it. Oh, um, my goodness.
0: And so the, the reaction from my parents was a very, a very strong. Not what I expected. Um, it was a really negative thing for them. Uh, Can
1: I ask you, and I hate to interrupt. Did they listen to the piece or just read it? I don't know. I don't
0: <laughs> because know. Because
1: I read it first. And I was like, oh, man, I, that's that's ooh, I wonder, you know, how his parents are feeling about this, you know. And then, when I listened to it, completely different, yeah. even though it's the exact same it's basically reading it is basically just a transcript, yeah, uh, it it came across much better listening to it for some reason. yeah, you can hear your guys's inflection, you can hear the love in your voice for your family, but just the words on a paper it yeah. made me kind of cringe a little bit. So yeah. I wonder if they just read it.
0: Well, and I will also say that none of it was a surprise to my, well, it was a surprise to my dad because my mom had chosen not to tell him about it. Yeah. But that. it wasn't, <laughs> but it wasn't That's a surprise good. to my mom. I mean, she had been interviewed and yeah. she was being asked questions where, you know, and I told her beforehand, I was like, I just talked to a reporter. You actually know her boss. Cause they were at a bridal party thing for Christy together. I said, hmm. you know, you, um, I just she talked to a reporter. They're putting a story together about how yeah. families are dealing with the holidays. They just interviewed me about how me and Christy aren't doing anything for Thanksgiving. Uh we're just staying home and they want they wanted to talk to you. And huh. so, you know, th- my mom had a chance to kind of say her piece and I'm I'm ultimately I'm disappointed that my mom decided not to air her part of the story because I yeah. I think that there's a lot of people out there that would have really identified with where my mom's at. Um, I'm sure and i think that it would have been even more powerful you know but
1: impactful so, yeah
0: it blew up into this big thing you know i i want to try and be respectful of my sister cuz i know this has been kind of a challenging thing mm-hmm. for her too but there were some phone calls that happened and some really hard words that were said from my parents to my sister and then they decided to call like a family meeting <laughs> oh my so, god
1: when was the last time you had a family meeting <laughs>
0: not 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 for at least uh eight you know since i've lived at home so since i was wow. 18
1: at the least um we've We've had one of those. We've had a Henson family meeting since we've all been out of the house. And it's the same type of situation that you're talking about here where emotions and history have all just kind of caught up with us. Yeah. And eventually my parents were like, we got to talk. Yeah. And we can't talk until we're in the same room. Yeah. And it was a type of thing where if you guys don't do X, Y, and Z, we may never talk to you again type thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> yep. that's, that's an awful feeling. Awful feeling.
0: Yeah. So they wanted to just meet with my sister. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go too because, like, I'm kind of part of this whole situation." Um, yeah. And so, I, you know, me and my sister went out there. Um, this was the day before Thanksgiving at this point, so it was Wednesday. Okay. And, um, Thanksgiving and, Eve. Yeah, Thanksgiving Eve, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. um, in the uh, Holmes Wise household. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a really terrible conversation. Um, you know, the I know just because I grew up. With the same ideology as my parents when it comes to worldview and like how I viewed biblical truth and all that kind of stuff. I know the end result of their belief, their Mm. system of beliefs and their values. Um, Mm. But this was the first time that it had really kind of come to a head or really been set out in the open. Um, And this is a conversation that's probably been lurking beneath the surface of our relationship for the last five years or six Uh, years, you know, since I've really like made it clear that I've departed from, you know, Christianity. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, they said some really terrible things to be honest, you know, they were, uh, they said that, uh, our, I was basically a lost cause and that our relationship (sighs) was irreparable. Um, you know, my, my, they both said that they viewed, they viewed their relationship with my sister differently than mine because my sister's is still there's still a chance of redemption there, but oh my God, but with ours they've just completely written me off um you know they just it just sucks because like honestly, man, this spot that I'm in in my life right now, this is the best that I've been in, in as long as I can remember,
1: yeah, <laughs> you, you probably know the, probably the happiest <laughs> you've been your your you know work you're successful uh you, I've got a so much going, podcast. For you. yeah. <laughs> there's so much going for you and they can't look at it uh, at your life and be proud of you simply because you don't share the same belief system.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was just bizarre. Um so mm. so that was leading into Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was like a 25-minute answer to my how was my Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Um, uh the Thanksgiving day, me and my wonderful wife, Christy, and my beautiful daughter, um, we just stayed home all day. I don't think that me and Christy changed out of our pajamas the entire day. Yeah, like, boy. That's, we just I like stayed that. home. We Christy's not a huge fan of Thanksgiving food, so I mm-hmm. talked to my daughter, and I just said, what do you want to have for Thanksgiving dinner? And she planned out a whole menu. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, the the heart of which was um, chocolate cream pie, which oh, – nice. Christy and her decided together that we were going to eat before the meal. So Good we, choice. So we Good opened choice. up with an appetizer of chocolate, chocolate cream pie and then wrapped it up with a dessert of more chocolate cream pie.
1: I love it. So That's, that was that's a great Thanksgiving.
0: A nice little bookend on our thing and, you know, starting uh, starting our own traditions.
1: <laughs> Out of curiosity, to go back to the conversation on Thanksgiving Eve, Yeah. Uh, was it just the Holmes and no, like... Uh, I guess was Christy there? Was your child there? No. Was your sister's husband? No. No. It was, it was literally just, just
0: me and my sister and my mom and my dad. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. And man, it, I'm sorry. It's
0: that... it's tough. It's tough because I know. I mean, and I've talked about it on this show before too. You know, I said it's it's really painful for my parents that I don't subscribe to their belief set. Uh, And the reason it's painful is because their belief set says that I'm going to go to hell right? for the rest of my life. I'm going to be in this terrible place. And my dad, who never shows emotion, was openly crying and telling me that he wants me to be in heaven with them.
1: Yeah. They're fearful for your soul.
0: And it's like, I mean, I'm glad that they I'm glad that they care about me. uh, And I wish that I could tell them something that was going to make them feel better. But I know that the only thing. That I could say that would make them feel better would be a a lie, (laughs) you know, for for me to
1: say that. And you know what? I don't want to get too deep into this. But in my opinion, it's one of the flaws of Christianity is the fact that you could turn your back on the people you're supposed to love the most because they may end up going to hell for, for eternity. Yeah. Shouldn't you be fighting tooth and nail for them to avoid that? Don't just give up. I mean, yeah. if it was literally, if, if hell was you tied to on train tracks and a train was coming, you know, they wouldn't give up. Yeah. They would try to get you off that train track. You know what I mean? And it's the same type of thing. This is something horrible is going to happen to you. They believe. Yeah. And instead of doing everything they can, literally everything, they just, eh, I guess you could burn in hell. Yeah. Hope to see you in heaven. But wait a second. What? To me, that's a huge flaw. Huge yeah. flaw. And it makes me think that a lot of people don't actually believe in it because otherwise they would be fighting tooth and nail for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. I, that sucks though. I'm so, I'm so sorry for you, man. I, it sucks. And I think the reason why I feel, feel bad is because the same thing might happen to me if my parents like, well, listen to my old podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> and find out my, my true beliefs. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I I'm fearful for that, and I've I've spoken with my wife, and she's like, just don't tell them, never tell them, just never admit it. And I'm like, I suppose I could. Yeah, that's one way you to know. do it. That's one way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was um.
0: It was weird and sad and. You know, I walked away kind of feeling more sorry for my sister, I think, than mm. than for myself. And my sister felt more sorry for me <laughs> than for herself, uh, you know? Because yeah. I'm like, well, I have it easy. Like, they've written me off, you know? So I, yeah. I'm not going to get bugged about this anymore. They're not going to be cornering me at events and pulling me aside and sending me emails or whatever, you know, oh, cause they've, man. they've written me off. Right. So I, you've
1: got a point in my now, head,
0: in my head, I have it easy.
1: <laughs> now all of their efforts are going to be on her. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like anytime they would have been hassling you about it. Yeah. It's a hundred percent on her. Yeah. Ooh, that is rough.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Uh, it's, it's so bizarre. And, and honestly, yeah, I don't know. Are they I don't going know going to gonna happen
1: are they going to talk to you anymore? I mean, is it, yeah, I mean, when they write you off, I mean, is it, we went to uh, three
0: days later, we all went out to a tree farm and cut down Christmas trees together as Hmm. if we hadn't just had this incredibly painful, damaging conversation three days earlier. Uh, So, you know, I am, I, you know, I, I kind of view it the same way I do. Maybe my daughter's mom, like that's obviously kind of a challenging relationship because there's some weird dynamics there, but I also know that it's best for my daughter and best ultimately for everybody. If me and her can get along and coexist in the same space at, you know, birthday parties and family events and stuff like that. And I kind of feel the same way about my family. I love my family and it's, it's hard to be going through this. Um, at the same time, I'm not going to, I can't be dishonest about who I am or how I feel. Nah, um, and if, nah. and if that's something that they can't handle or is too hard for them to be around, then, you know, I guess that's just what it is. Um, yeah. you know, we're,
1: yeah.
0: we're not gonna, I'm not going to go out of my way to hang out with them, but I'm also not going to actively, you know, not go to family stuff just cause I think they're going to be there or whatever. So, right. Well, that's, that's good.
1: Ugh, we'll yeah. just have
0: to kind of wait and see how it all plays out.
1: Yeah. I just feel so sorry for people who spend all of their lives prepping for the afterlife and don't get to enjoy the life that they have here on earth. Yeah. Which arguably could be the only life to get. I
0: I (laughs) was, you know, my dad, like I said, as my dad was sitting there tearfully telling me he wants to spend eternity with me and he's sad and scared that that won't happen. What about this now? He said, "I I want to get a chance to do all the stuff we never got to do," and I'm just like, "Let's go do it." Like, yeah, you got another 20, 30 years. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, there's a lot we could do. Who, wh- <laughs> why, You know, are you going to spend the next 20 years being heartbroken about our lost, broken relationship? And then and then you're just going to die and that's going to be the end of it. Like, right. That's that's the tragedy to me anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and the fact that that's happening in the name of a God that's supposedly all loving and all knowing. And yeah. I mean, it it just really highlights the whole backwards nature of a lot of the kind of the end result of a lot of this re religious ideology, I guess that people yeah. carry around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because on the surface it's all love and unity and honor and friendship and relationship. And then you unless know, if
1: you, unless. yeah,
0: <laughs> unless exactly.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's so, eh, too bad. Yeah. You and I can go on about this forever, though. So <laughs>
0: This is the religion podcast, guys. Um, yeah. So that was my Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Th- th- did you have a turkey? We had chicken. <laughs> we had, you had chicken. We had okay. chicken, yeah. Yeah. Poultry?
0: Poultry will work? Yeah. We just got one of those little rotisserie chickens, like a little tiny one, because Christy doesn't even eat meat, and none of us are huge on the whole meat situation. so. We just had had a little bit of that. The real star of the show was uh, was the pie. <laughs> That's good. That <laughs> so. you should
1: that, that should be a tradition yeah. going forward. Yeah, it, I had a tradition for a number of years of eating an entire pie on Thanksgiving, an entire apple pie. And this year, I'm sad to say, I did not accomplish that feat. Yeah, I was rather disappointed with myself. No,
0: well, why not? What what held you back? What?
1: I forgot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. That makes sense. I had, I had a slice of apple pie and uh, I, like 10 minutes later, I got up to get another one and, and like I, we just like left suddenly. I, I can't remember. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, screw you guys. We're out of here. It was just, <laughs> well, I guess this is a good time to leave. And I just, I put down my plate and walked yeah. away and I got home that, uh, you know, we only live a couple miles away and I got home and I, and I, I sat down with. My final glass of bourbon of the night and went Oh I don't have any apple pie (laughs) This Thanksgiving Sucks
0: Yeah, You mean you actually sat down with a drink with the intention Of it being your last
1: drink Oh yeah man (laughs) That's That's what makes it so good That's such a foreign concept (laughs) (laughs) Oh man Sometimes it just ends up being my last drink Of the night but Mm -hmm. yes I do I do cut myself off
0: Yep yeah. No, that's that's um that's good that you have those boundaries for yourself.
1: <laughs> no, no. Um, I had them from mistakes I've made in the past. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, man. Well let's um let's talk about
0: uh let's talk about what we're learning out about this week. All right. You wanna do that? Let's do that. Um why don't why don't you go first? Okay. I've been talking a lot.
1: I hmm. can do that. All right. So Something I've always nerded out about is and, you know, I've been on the show enough times that you would think that, you know, everything I nerd out about. But I love skylines. I love the architecture of big cities. Uh, whenever we're like driving into a city, me and my wife. Uh, she always has to say, look at the road. Look at the road. Because I'll just be like looking up at all the all the buildings, you know, oh that's a, that's a that's a Chrysler building. Now look at that. Sears Tower. Oh, that's the new Trump building. Blah blah blah. And um i just I've always loved it. When I was a kid, I sucked at drawing, mm-hmm. but I would sit down and just draw skylines of cities that I like uh off my memory. You know, S- St. Louis, uh uh Chicago, all these places I I I lived in. Um But uh, so for some reason, I've I've always just kind of kept up on that. And uh, I came across this article the other day of the world's largest hotel that's getting ready to open. Uh, It's in Saudi Arabia. It's actually in Mecca. And you know the story of Mecca. Uh, It's... It's not just a saying like "oh, this is the Mecca of blah blah blah." It's literally Mecca. <laughs> it's it's where all the Muslims go. They make a trek. Um, not not everyone, not all of them, but I think they're expecting 15 million um, uh, Muslims to to arrive in Mecca this year. And so that all of, obviously there's tons of hotels uh, uh, for that situation. This new one that's opening is uh, let's see here. It is seventy. Excuse me, ten thousand rooms. Mm-hmm. Ten. 1000 rooms there's 70 restaurants 70 i live in a town of 10000 people we do not have 70 restaurants <laughs> nowhere near 70 restaurants one of the things that really got me was this thing has five helipad's yeah so the people that are going to this hotel are also loaded. Yeah. Because what what building? I don't know. If, I can't think of any other building on planet Earth that has five helipads. Yeah, I I, mean, I
0: have no idea.
1: I, hospitals have helipads, but not you know, five. Not five. Yeah. So the people that are arriving in this place, they're not. It's not like pulling up under an awning with a limo. Mm-hmm. The, people are taking helicopters to this place and then there uh there's there's five stories that are associated uh just for the royal family hmm. five floors so something that i've been considering about this hotel 10,000 rooms yep is part of that 10,000 those five floors for the for, for the royal family or those additional rooms that aren't included in the 10,000 because if you're not royal family you don't get to go to those floors yeah and if that's so my God, the place is even bigger than I thought. But there's pictures of it. Maybe I sent you that link. Maybe you can include that in the show notes. It just—it's incredible to me. It's unreal. Uh,
0: I mean, it feels—it feels like one of those fake. It's so the scale of it is so huge that it—it it doesn't feel real. You know what right. I mean? Like thinking of a place with ten thousand rooms is like when my kid says, you know, "What? I only have five more minutes on the iPad." That's like. <laughs> a billion years or whatever yeah. like it's just some yeah.
1: made up number there there are uh, sporting events that take place uh, like you go to a final four or something like that and the entire city will be bragging about well we've got 12,000 rooms we can we can we can accommodate uh we can accommodate <laughs> the final four we've got 12,000 rooms they have one hotel with 10,000 rooms Yeah, it's costing them 3.5 billion dollars to build as well it's unreal but it's unreal what they're doing over there with the architecture like uh uh dubai uh like every every couple of years they're breaking their own record as far as uh uh the height of buildings. Oh that yeah, going up. yeah. The crazy buildings, and they're beautiful. They're in, just stunning. Indoor snow, uh, snow slopes. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 incredible what's going on over there. So oh, man, and, and this building is it. It doesn't look like it looks like it fits in perfectly. Yeah. in Mecca as well. It's got that style that you that you come to expect from from looking at uh, uh, Saudi buildings. Uh, it's just it's beautiful. It's a spectacle and I can't believe that uh, that they that they're doing that 10,000 rooms, 12 towers. 12 separate towers. 10 of which will reportedly provide a four-star accommodations to normals. I thought that was rather <laughs> odd. To normals. <laughs> yeah, to civilians. Uh, the other will offer five-star experience <laughs> catering to more exclusive mm-hmm. clientele.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Normals? What the hell? <laughs> Oh, I, I just Let's I go. find that stuff. Incredible. When is it? It's, open? it's pretty cool. Next year. Uh, uh, just in time for Christmas. Nice. No, wait. This year? No, I'm kidding. It was a Christianity joke and it's a, oh. it's a Muslim Muslim hotel. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not sure when it opens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's yep, do it. I got nothing. Either way. We're going. <laughs> it's done. I Let's, just want to use one of the helipads.
0: We're going to have a nerd out loud meet up there. <laughs> I'm sure we, I'm sure we got lots of listeners in uh, in the Middle East, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I just hope they sure. have enough room. Sure. Yeah. For all your listeners.
0: We'll see. We'll have to see. Um all right. Well, what do you got. So I was reading through this story of 10,000 rooms and it almost seemed too big to be true. Oh, which uh which interesting le- leads me to what I had wanted to talk about, which is this whole thing of uh fake news seems to be the term of the hour that they've that they've given it uh yeah on you know in in whatever on cnn or on you know the major news networks that have been talking about this now but
1: the lame stream media the,
0: or exactly the lame stream media um but uh but basically i mean it's it's been around for forever right like we just we used to joke around about it and call
1: it clickbait or uh yeah you know whatever um but it used to be stuff like, you're not going to believe number seven. And right. Like it was clear what, what it was, but it's taken a turn for the worst.
0: It has, you know, and I think that, I think that there's a lot that we, I, I think that there's a lot about this era that we live in now, you know, I mean, it's even, it's changed so much, even since I was a kid with the the way yeah. people respond to major world events and stuff like that. Um Uh, You know, I think that there's a lot that we don't know, you know, how are what are our kids going to be like that are growing up with Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook as a part of their life? You know, like this this generation of babies that we're raising right now, that every moment of their life is being documented as opposed to the three or four highlights that all of our parents (laughs) documented because they couldn't afford the film in their film camera that they had to take right. 30 pictures and then drive to the store to get them developed as opposed and to you know y-
1: y- you're right yeah and then you would have to wait uh days to get the photos back <laughs> unless you went to a 1 hour photo right which yes. that that revolutionized family photos
0: yeah so you know i think that there's a lot that we don't know about what the long term effects of growing up in this society is going to be like and i i think that this thing with the fake news i mean we I think that in a very real way, we saw it impact this election. You know, we so this we're starting to see some of the results of this wonderful new era that we live in, which has a lot of great things that come Mm -hmm. along with it. I mean, there's things like Twitter and blogs and the Internet give people that did not have a voice before. It gives them a voice, which is great. And it's also terrifying (laughs) based on the fact that we can see people stand up and make completely unsubstantiated, unproven claims. And over the course of a few, you know, sometimes minutes hours, they become fact to people. Oh yeah. And it's like a literal game of telephone where, you know, by the time a story passes from one site to another, to another, to another, it's become something totally different. And the original right. story was maybe wishy washy and questionable. And then it's mm. gone through five different sites and it's been interpreted. You know, you read some fake ass story and then tweet something about it. And then somebody reads your tweet and writes a blog about that. And then that blog gets picked up by you know whatever mother jones or red state news or some yeah. you know bullshit <laughs> website or whatever that has a lot of ears tuned to it and it becomes fact for those people you know yep. uh, and i there's two examples that really came to mind this last week that just freaked me out to see them happening and the, the first one was this video you've probably seen it and i'll link to it in the notes but There's a a Trump supporter that's being interviewed on CNN, and she starts talking about how there was three million – there's three million immigrants, illegal immigrants that
1: voted illegally in California. Yeah. Have you seen this video? Uh, I haven't seen the video. I've just been seeing people uh, on – Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And full disclosure, I haven't been on Facebook since – since the election it's for the best so I've been successfully avoiding a lot it's, of this bullshit it's
0: for the best Jeremy yeah trust, trust me on I'm that I'm loving it I'm uh, loving it <laughs> so so you know we have uh, so this lady was interviewed and she was talking about how there's 3 million people that voted illegally in the state of California and the lady mm-hmm. from CNN is like and I'm apologize for not knowing her name off the top of my head Um but uh, but the interviewer from CNN was like, where did you hear that? And the lady goes, well, you know, it was uh, on, on the news <laughs> And uh, she's like, well, "What news, uh, Well, you know, just the news, probably on CNN. Like the person didn't even know. And the prob- my news feed, the it problem was on my problem news feed is that these are people. I mean, this isn't this isn't like a one off thing. There are millions of people that are getting their news this way. They're getting it off of yep. Facebook. They're getting it off of Twitter. They're getting it from their friend who got it off of Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And I
1: saw that uh, there, uh, there was a poll that was done recently that uh, Facebook was the leader in where people got their news. Yeah. The number one place where they get their news. (laughs) Oh, horrible. It's
0: it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Um, The other example that I saw uh, was I saw these reports pop up on Twitter. I saw somebody talking about how CNN accidentally, CNN accidentally displayed um, pornography. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. And to a small market in like outside of Boston or something. Yeah. Somewhere out on the East coast there, you know, and it was at at like midnight. It was supposed to be Anthony Bourdain parts unknown and some porn came on um, in this small market out on the East coast. And this, this story got picked up. I mean, I watched this happen on Twitter over the course of an
1: hour. Oh my god. It
0: got it it was all based off of one single tweet of an account that by the time I was reading about this story, which is very early in the process, by the time I was reading about it, this um uh the account that had tweeted the original picture yeah. They had posted a picture of some blurred out pornography with like the DVR heading for Anthony Bourdain, parts unknown. Like, okay. if you're watching TV and you hit whatever. The person yeah. that had tweeted that picture, their account was locked. You couldn't even see the original tweet. And every Ugh. single, every, the very first story that came out, the only source cited in the story was this one Twitter user. They couldn't find Ugh. any other. They couldn't find any other tweets or interactions online that had to do with this account outside of people responding to this one person's original tweet. This story got picked up by national news sites, like mm-hmm. things that I would normally consider to be somewhat legitimate. Like, you know, yeah. there's questionable sites, like I had mentioned earlier Mother Jones or Red State or Breitbart or whatever, like all these terrible, very obviously biased. CNN. Maybe not the best. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not the best resources.
1: Uh, MSNBC. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. You're uh, the lamestream media, brother.
0: Speaking for uh, for Kansas. I see.
1: That's right. (laughs) Uh,
0: So. So this story was getting picked up by all of these major organizations all around the world. Like. And I could just see it all. I could see it all like. Playing out in front of me as it was going, it got picked up by Fox News. It got picked up by you know uh, the Global g- Globe and Mail. What's the big uh, Daily something? Mail? Da- no, eh. Anyway, there was a big one over in the UK that yeah. got uh, that it got picked up by. Um, uh, meanwhile, n- none of it actually happened. That's right. the truth. It was all based off of this single tweet, and so like I, I don't know what to do about this. Because I don't know, it, man. I mean, it used to just be an annoyance. It used to be like, okay, I just have to be really diligent to make sure I don't get duped by any of this stuff. Yeah. But it's, I mean, this is, it's, it's a very real issue that we're facing that's really affecting us, this country, in a very real and serious way.
1: Yes. It's anti-intellectualism. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a red herring for other things that are going on right now. Uh the, the you have a lot of people who are looking at um, intelligent people is saying, oh, well, you you're getting your news from the mainstream media. I'm, I'm going to go elsewhere and I'm going to put my head in the sand and only only listen to what I want to hear. And it's a lot of societies that that get into um, that are heading toward fascism. This is one of the one of these symptoms Yeah, where people do not trust the media. Uh, they they do not tr- they, they don't like intelligent people. There's a backlash against uh, uh, universities and everything. It's 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 not a good road that we're going down. And I I'm with you. I don't know what we can do because there are even people out there like will laugh at you when you try to present Snopes into yeah. the conversation. They're like, oh, this guy's this guy's citing Snopes. This guy's citing Snopes. Yeah. Like it's well like it's quote well known amongst those people that Snopes is. What Uh, do they lean left or something? And I'm not I'm not aware of this. No, they don't. They're nonpartisan. Yeah. But uh, it's well, it's it's a common
0: belief. It's a common belief that Snopes is a liberal organization because they so often get used against these crazy right leaning. Not true news stories. So everybody just automatically assumes
1: that they're full of full of crap. You don't have this conspiratorial. Uh, mindset with most liberals. Now, yes, a lot of liberals do agree that conspiracies exist, but it's not entrenched in their mindset. One thing, I don't know if you you, uh, saw the link that I sent you. NPR did a story uh, of tracking down one of these fake news sites. Uh, They, they got all the way to the, uh, to the owner. And he said, in essence, he said, look, we tried it on both sides. We tried it with liberal stories but we just got shot down. Yeah. And it didn't go anywhere. There was no money in it. But we never got shot down uh, with with these stories that that favored the right. Um I think that's very telling. I think it's very telling that that sort of crap doesn't work with with liberals. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm proud of it. Proud of it actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's it says something you know yeah. so and it's frightening but you're right you know one one source will will feed another one and another one will pop up and they'll all start these these fake news sites will all kind of source each other and feed off of each other and until it makes it onto some of these news feed and then for some reason people consider it the letter of the law yeah it's yeah it's crazy yeah. and i i the important thing you you, you said what do we do the important thing is to continue through it and don't, don't get, don't succumb to it yourself. So like I said, they, they said they, they couldn't really do it with liberals because they, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't stand for it. Don't stand for it. Yeah. Don't, don't let yourself get caught in the echo chamber as well. Yeah. Which is why I got off Facebook to be honest with you.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, well, I you, mean, I, you can get on my Facebook. I got a lot of wackadoo's on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I just after after the election, I was like, you know what? I just I can't do it because I'm sucked into this same thing. I yeah. didn't think Trump could win because of my echo chamber that I was in, and it's not helping me at all. And yeah. so let's just uh, let's do a, a hard reset.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Christy did the same thing. Christy just deleted the Facebook app off her phone. She like mm-hmm. m- one time a day towards the end of the day, we'll spend a little time kind of flipping through there. She she kept Messenger on because we talked to a lot of people through there. But, uh, uh, yep. but yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't look at actual Facebook that often. Uh, it's the, the exact same
1: thing I've done. I, the only time I, I get onto Facebook now is for my job. Yeah. Uh, like confirming people's timelines and stuff like that. And uh, I'll see that I have messages and I won't uh, not messages, but notifications. Yeah. And I just won't check them. I'm like, "Mm, I'm done here. Yeah. So it's been nice, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I get, I've been getting all my news from these crazy places (laughs) called like CNN. (laughs) And yeah, Mm. yeah. You should check it out. Mm. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I haven't tuned into CNN since I heard they accidentally showed that porn. I would like to point out that I did not bring up porn. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Hey, it was me. I I brought the porn story. That's right. Congrats to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that it was a brilliantly executed uh, either prank or uh, publicity stunt on behalf of the uh, particular actress that was involved in the movie that was allegedly... Displayed yeah. on uh, CNN. But, uh, you know, the only thing that I've been doing about this is um, it's caused me to be a little bit more diligent about the stories that I'm reading, regardless of the source. Um, yeah. If something starts to seem a little fishy and doesn't seems too good to be true or, you know something like that. I'll oftentimes just Google it real quick. And I also have started calling people out more than I used to. Um, yeah. I think that I always used to have a fear of being that guy. Like, I don't want to be the annoying guy at the party. That's like yeah. standing by the table of dips, telling people which ones have the most calories in them or whatever, yeah. you know, like, well, that's actually really bad for you. I noticed that's the second time you've come back here or that one has lower sodium. Like, I don't want to be that guy that is commenting on everybody's story. Fake not true here's a snopes article or whatever but um you know i'm starting to feel a little more compelled you know that we just as citizens of humanity have an obligation where if we see something like this happening in our communities whether that's online or at work or with our friends like we gotta point it out yeah if you 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 see something say something and we can find (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm gonna deputize all all of you it, to be terrible it, people.
1: It is a kind of terrorism. It's an intellectual terrorism. And if you see something, say something. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I just totally Midwesterned that phrase.
0: <laughs> you sure did. If you see
1: something, <laughs> say something. Yeah. Wow. There you go. That I apologize.
0: Works. That works. Um the other thing that I've been doing is just Google like I will literally Google stuff. Like I had somebody somebody that I know retweeted a video um and said Muslims are so mad at Christmas that they, pushed, that, that they pushed a car down the stairs and lit a Christmas tree on fire. And it was a video okay. of some people pushing a car down an escalator into like a subway station, which was terrifying, and yeah. lighting a Christmas tree on fire. And so I went and, you know, there was no context. There was no link to a story, anything like that. Obviously, this had been retweeted a couple, you know, 10, 15,000 times. Thousand um, times, I so I, and I just went to Google and I googled, uh, pushing car downstairs and Christmas tree fire, and sure enough, last year on New Year's Eve, a bunch of freaking teenagers in England were just drunk and being idiots Ugh. and. lighting crap on fire it had nothing to do with religion it had nothing to do with any of that stuff it wasn't a like war on christmas situation it was a bunch of drunk teenagers being drunk stupid teenagers thank god nobody got hurt but yeah these things like people just grab onto them and if it reinforces the worldview that they want to believe is true and it reinforces their ideology then it becomes fact and it's just i don't know i think we got to just start I think we got to just start being more diligent about trying yeah. to point out these things when we
1: see them. Try to hold people accountable as well. And so. you know, and you know what, if somebody points it out to you, yeah. be, be aware and be like, crap. Okay. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and
0: if you like, I think that especially people that have a platform, if you share something that come, that it turns out as BS, you have to work at least as hard as you did promoting the original story. To, to to follow up and make sure that people know that it wasn't true, you know? Yeah, that'd like, be nice. I would say, like on Twitter, for example, if you tweet out a fake story and somebody calls you on it, it's not enough to just delete that tweet. You, you yeah. need to share a couple more times, oh, by the way, this turned out not to be
1: real. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, from what I've seen, uh, Google and Facebook are doing algorithms yeah. to uh, eliminate some of that. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I'm sorry. My wife is standing in front of me right now saying, where is my wine? <laughs> I haven't had a chance to go get it yet. Where is the wine, Jeremy? It's supposed to be cold when she got home. <laughs> dear, I thought it was going to be for later. Wrap
0: it in a wet towel. Wrap it oh, in a wet towel Jeremy's and put it advice. in the freezer. It'll wet be cold in about freezer. 10 minutes.
1: Tell you what, dear, we're going to wrap up this thing here in a little bit that you don't take seriously at all. <laughs> And, that's, uh, that's hurtful, I'll just Sarah. Wine.
0: <laughs> Love you. I can edit out her name. Sorry.
1: That's okay. <laughs> you could say her name. Mm-hmm. Just don't say her social security number. Mm. Um, oh, but what but is yeah, it? There, 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 there are algorithms that they're putting in place to, to 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 get rid of all of that. Yeah. And there's so so much pushback from it too. That's so stupid. Yeah. But yeah, uh, hopefully they're going to be able to to get rid of it. You know, kind of naturally behind the scenes before it gets to us. But that's never going to be one hundred percent, so you, yeah. you gotta remain vigilant, yeah see it's something so say sad something that we're talking about fake that.
0: news edition well, it's yeah. sad, except for it just you know contributed to getting a a fascist uh racist xenophobic bigot elected to the highest office in the United States. So, right. you know, I, I think I, I feel not that we have a huge audience. So let me preface yeah. that, but, you know, <laughs> but there's a couple of you out there and we have some semblance of a voice or whatever. That's I feel right. a little sense of responsibility to at least try and say something like talk to your friends, guys, do something because this is a real problem that we have a responsibility as a country to fix. If we want right. to things get better. That's so, right.
1: Remember, if you see something, <laughs> say something.
0: We need to start making some propaganda posters. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. How would you spell something? So, so, um,
0: some. Some. Mm. Uh, S-U-M-P-I-N. Something. <laughs> no. Mm, yeah, it's getting close. We'll S- work on S-U-M-apostrophe-t-I-N. it. S-U-M-apostrophe-T-I-N.
1: Something. I didn't. There was no. Something, there was no T-H something. in what I said. Something. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe, it really ticks me off that I talk like this. Maybe you could ask your neighbors. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh uh, my goodness! All
0: right. Well, in more lighthearted news, let's uh, let's let's talk about this. T
1: minus three minutes and counting. Five, four,
0: three, two, one. Lifter, we have a liftoff. So this this story has been making kind of the rounds um, on a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, and a lot of the you know just other places that I that I get information um okay. in a not uh uh in in a way that you know oftentimes space news does not get out there um but uh I for whatever reason this story has really captivated people's interest so um you know we we haven't been back we haven't been to the moon since the 70s Like we, we went there in 1969, um, since, since who we, yeah, allegedly, since we ended the, uh, the moon program, humans have not gone past low earth orbit, which is, you know, the international space station is about 250 miles up above our heads right now. Um, and that's, that's the farthest we've gone. Worst case scenario, those astronauts can get in a capsule and fall down to earth in, you know, hours. Um, when they get up there, it usually takes a number of hours. Again, if something goes wrong and they have to take the long way to the space station, it takes two days. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're now, we mean NASA, I guess, or humanity is now at a point where we're talking about going into deep space, which is anything past low Earth orbit. So Mm -hmm. going back to the moon, going to Mars, stuff like that. If they want to do that, they need to think about how astronauts might survive in their spacesuits for an extended period of time if something goes wrong. So obviously, in an ideal world, they're going to be spending six months or three days, depending on where they're going, sitting in this capsule, um, just like we did back in the 70s when we were going to the moon during the Apollo program. But if for some reason something goes wrong and the the spaceship depressurizes... They can they have kind of these emergency, you know, they can get in their spacesuits to survive on their way back to Earth. Huh. So what we need, what the, the problem that NASA is facing now is that they um, if you can get in a You can get in a spacesuit right now and they have it set up. So you are. they have enough food and water inside the spacesuit somehow. Huh. And I was trying to figure out how exactly this happened. The water thing that I know is like a little straw, like a camelback type situation. Uh, yeah, um, that makes sense. But I'm not sure how they do the food. I don't know if it's like a like a nutrient goo or something or something that's mixed into the water or soylent green. I I will have to continue to look into that and hopefully I'll have an answer for you on it. But um, the problem that they're facing is if these astronauts need to stay alive in their suit for six days is where they're going to go to the bathroom.
1: Uh, that's, that's a problem.
0: And so NASA actually in, uh, put out a challenge where they're, they're offering like a $30,000 incentive to people to help them solve this problem of what to do with space poop. <laughs> what, what to th- do with the astronaut
1: poop. I think we stumbled upon this, though. <laughs> we, that's where their food is coming from. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's just like a recycling situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you just recycle, recycle mm. your poop. And who cares about taste at this point? You're just, uh, you're just. It's for survival, so uh, yeah, just do that. Well, Maybe they they have like a sugar packet or two in there.
0: That's disgusting. Sweeten it up a little bit, and also would make you very sick.
1: <laughs> I, I I hear that uh, after the like second time, it makes you sick. Yep. First time you're all right. Yep.
0: Yeah, here was a here here was a statement from uh, from the original article that I was reading. The problem is that in weightlessness, fluids can blob up and stick to surfaces while solids Uh. float in the air. You Mm. don't want... And this is a quote from NASA. You don't want any of these solids and fluids stuck to your body for six days. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Because as of now... The really unique solution to this, uh, what they do when astronauts are going to have to be in a spacesuit for an extended period of time, whether it be on an EVA, um, a spacewalk outside the space station doing something, or uh, on their way to the space station or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they wear diapers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they wear diapers, but that that's not going to work for 6 months. Um yeah, I was say, or for a six, 6 months six days, I should say. Yeah. Well, you know, there's only a certain amount of time or a certain amount of space that you have inside that spacesuit and uh if something starts leaking out of that diaper because it gets full for whatever reason, um you're going to be you're gonna, there's some real danger to that <laughs> health-wise. So <Yeah. laughs> what I wanted to talk about though is I I mean, I think that that's interesting and it's funny that these are the kind of problems that, you know, the year of our lord 2016 and here we are dealing with a um a solution for adult diapers in space which right
1: is, which is fantastic but you never thought that that i mean like rocket science would lead to this <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. there <laughs> there's a couple um there's a couple kind of fun funny things uh, regarding the bathroom in space which i have to say um we've talked about a couple of these on the show before um one of my favorite things that are <laughs> one of my favorite things that I've heard. And this is, uh, I have looked into this. I have confirmed it with multiple sources. It is really a true thing <laughs> that okay. they had to do this. But, uh, so astronauts right now, when they go to space, like I said, they basically, they wear something called a maximum absorbency garment, uh, AKA a diaper. Okay. Um, they also, as part of this in the, uh, in back in the, early space program, like the Gemini Mercury era, as part of the, uh, maximum absorbency garment, they would actually have a condom catheter. So something that just goes over the penis, uh, yeah. that would have a tube on it or some holes perforated in it that would allow the, the pee to go where they want it to go. Um, okay, and because it is something that goes over the penis, they had to have different sizes and it's really important for obvious reasons that it fit snug. Because Perfectly. that's yeah. not a situation where you want moisture leaking out in, in an unplanned way.
1: <laughs> right. So you don't want to be that guy who like gets the, yeah. the, the condom that's too big just because he's wanting to act like he's got a, so, so they a had, larger unit. They had
0: three sizes. Yeah. They had small, medium, and large. And th- what they realized is that none of the astronauts would get small ones, even if that's what mm-hmm. they needed. They wouldn't that's get small or medium. They would only get. Large. I knew it. And so they actually replaced, they actually renamed them to Large, Gigantic, and Humongous. Oh my God!
1: (laughs) Like this is a real thing. They know this is a
0: real thing that NASA actually had to do was change the 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 sizes, not the actual sizes, just the names of the catheters the the condom catheters or the sleeves that they used.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious! So
0: that these guys wouldn't end up spending you know a week basting in their own piss because they were too prideful. Wow! (laughs) To say that they needed a medium or small. Diaper.
1: I, I I love that because it shows that even the greatest among us, yeah, well, have those insecurities. And along those
0: lines, <laughs> in the space the space shuttle program, which followed that, um, so they uh, they have two. You know, generally in like an airplane, they have two people that are flying it. They have a pilot and a copilot. On well, the... God is my copilot. <laughs> so exactly. me too. I think okay. It's safe to say, all of us. Um, Why wouldn't he be the pilot? Uh, Anyway, (laughs) that's a much deeper theological question that we'll have to we'll have to talk about on our other um, Jesus cast, (laughs) our our other religious themed uh, podcast. But um, so they wouldn't in uh, during the space shuttle program, they don't they don't there's no co-pilot on a space shuttle because they just know that the type of people that pilot space shuttles are too prideful to be called a co-pilot.
1: Oh, really? And so
0: there's two pilots. There's a Uh, there's two pilots. There's no co-pilot. I didn't realize they're just that. both pilots. But uh, um, on top of that, along the uh, the the bathroom vein, um, I think that this is kind of interesting during the Apollo missions when they were up on the moon. Some of those Apollo missions, those astronauts would stay on the surface of the moon for sometimes like a day or more. OK. Um, okay. But I mean, can you imagine, by the way, like go, getting out? And going to work on the moon for a day, like getting in your full day's work on the moon. And then there was a point in the day where they had to climb back in the spaceship and try and fall asleep. Oh, they had to try and they had to try and sleep so they could get up and work the next day.
1: Sure. That's got to be
0: tough. Trying to sleep on the surface of the moon when nobody had ever been there before in the history of humanity. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of miles away from home. I just can't imagine being in that situation. I guess they would take I, sleeping pills sometimes to, to try to. and get it so they could sleep.
1: Because I wonder I, they brought a bunch of Jack Daniels up there as well <laughs> to help them sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh man.
0: Uh but so, you know, obviously there's gonna be some waste involved, right? But the other yeah. thing that they're doing while they're on the surface of the moon is they're collecting rock and dust samples from the from the lunar surface. And it's more important to get the sam- samples back from the moon than it is for them to bring some of the junk that they got there, but they only have a limited amount of fuel. So, um, all this to say, there's a uh, there's about 95 bags worth of human excrement on wow. the surface of the moon right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> both both pee and urine, or both urine, I should say, and uh, and poop. Number one and number two,
1: and a little bit I love bit of, how you you use the scientific term urine, yeah. but then you said poop. Number two, yeah. Po- poop, feces. Urine and feces. Urine and
0: feces, and also vomit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because, Do you think uh, they have any of what I call number three? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> they have to. Right? Yeah. I mean- It's probably not in bags, they're just tissues They're
0: eating weird goo the whole way out there They're, you know, (laughs) taking sleeping pills And apparently drinking Jack Daniels To be able to Mm -hmm. sleep at night There's going to be some number
1: three going on Well, maybe even some number four My number three is Stuff that uh, uh, Love juice Oh, <laughs> yeah. Love juice.
0: Well, I, re- I regret I'm, I regret bringing that up.
1: I'm thinking, see, I'm still trying not to bring up pornography. So <laughs> uh, that's why I said it's just tissues that are up there. Nice, stiff tissues. Right. So, yep. Yep. That's my number three.
0: Well, one thing that they mentioned in one of the articles that I read was that at some point there might be some scientific value if we go back to the moon and finding some of these and seeing what has happened to them over the last, you know, 45, 50 years.
1: Sure. So. See, what happens to urine and poop? When it's in a vacuum for 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Real quick, did you notice that uh, Buzz Aldrin was... Uh, Medically like,
0: evacuated from Antarctica.
1: Medi- from an- yeah, from the South Pole. Yeah. He's 86 years old. That guy's a nutcase, man. I love him. Yeah. And he, he might be in my top five
0: of people he, that he wears I want to sh- hang out with. He wears a shirt everywhere he goes that just says, get your ass to Mars.
1: <laughs>
0: he dresses like... he He'll wear... Like he, he's always got lots of jewelry on. Have you ever yes. seen that? He's wearing he like twenty five like, bracelets. He looks like a raver. Elbow. Yeah, he's yeah. got all these weird like beads, and he's always wearing suspenders and weird
1: socks. But think about it. I love he's that he's been man. to the moon. Yeah, and he can do whatever he wants. And he's
0: chilling in Antarctica, pushing yeah. ninety, and, and chilling
1: in Antarctica. I, I love just it. couldn't. I'm, what on earth is he doing in at the South Pole at eighty six? Yeah. And then as, as Buzz Aldrin, he well, can I do think he when wants. you
0: go to the moon in the first uh in the first half of your life you're gonna spend the second half probably trying to try, trying to recreate that feeling you know
1: match that somehow yeah
0: <laughs> Jeez, chasing that dragon
1: man if i could, if I could have a beer with Buzz Aldrin, I would be a very happy man, yeah it'd be a yeah. lot of fun uh all right
0: man that's well, all I got man let's uh you got anything else let's let's do this again sometime yeah Indeed. Yeah. As always, yes. guys, um, you can find all of the stuff that we talked about. I'll put links to it in the show notes. You can find that over at nerdoutloudpod.com. Uh I also try and uh do a bit of sharing of the stuff that we talked about on the show throughout the week. So you can find us um, you know, just search nerd out loud on Facebook or at nerd out loud pod on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. always a good place to get a hold of us. Um, of course, I'm gonna say because it's the holiday season. When you're at nerdoutloudpod.com, over on the right side of the page, you'll see a little Amazon link. If you're doing any shopping online, do me a huge favor and just click through that link to get there, or just go to nerdoutloudpod.com/slash Amazon and it'll redirect you right to Amazon. You can do your shopping; doesn't cost you a dime. We get you know a couple pennies for every dollar that you spend, and yeah. uh, those three or four cents, um, to be honest, actually really add up and make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, do it, guys. So. Do it. That's your gift to us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Henson, um, where can people find you? Or I, gu- I guess nowhere since you deleted everything.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm still on Twitter. So, uh, at Ain't No Swayze on Twitter. There you go. And uh, that's about it.
0: Yeah. Find them on Twitter and uh, keep your ear out because there is potentially some cool stuff in the works.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Keep an eye out. and And you know what? If you... Any of your old listeners happen to uh, listen to Eureka podcasts? Uh, go ahead and follow that account on Twitter again because I hear something might be brewing.
0: Ooh. Yeah, check it out, guys. All right, Mister Henson, do you have any? Uh, do you have any last words?
1: Never wait for cake. Let your nerd flag fly. Eureka lives.
0: E- 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 awesome.